Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason. I'm JC and today with me Angel is back. Today is Saturday, April 30th, 2016. Um, we have several issues to talk about today. Uh, if you'd like to email us, please do so. You can do that by sending an email to tv-ageofreason at tv-ff.com. Uh, I have also started a Patreon and GoFundMe account if you'd like to support us. No obligation, of course, but with your help, we can get better cameras and perhaps better lights, so it will help us. The links are appearing as I speak. And uh, for the uh, documentary I made, uh, same thing. There is a app in the app section. Please click on that and you'll have two options to either get the DVD or the Blu-ray. Well, that's it for the announcements. Uh, so, how have you been? Oh, <laughs> I guess enjoying myself. All right, good, good, yeah. Except when reading the news. Oh, what what happened? <laughs> I mean, besides, uh, you know, legislation, what's happening with Congress, what's happening with the election. Oh yeah, it's we'll kind of stressful to read about. We'll talk about most of that, I think, during the show. All right, uh, so why don't we jump straight into Exodus and then we'll continue from there. So last show we, we actually just finished the Ten Commandments and we uh, basically showed how many of these actually became laws in America and we found that only only two really became mm -hmm. laws. So it's a it's really a failing grade only 20% which is you don't pass with that. All right, so at the top there it says uh, you shall not pervert the justice due to your poor in his lawsuit. Keep far from a false charge and do not kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not acquit the wicked. And you shall take no bribe, for a bribe blind, blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of those who are in the right. Well, it kind of sounds like interesting, but when you start to dissect it, uh, who decides who is righteous, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, he is, and why should we trust his word? Right, like I mean, where's the justice coming from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people forget that the, Bi the Bible was written by men. So, of course, of course, if you talk to Christians, they will say, well, no, God did it, but they can't prove that. So then man did that. So why should you trust the word of another human being? Uh, I don't know. Six days you shall do your work, but on the seventh day you shall rest, that your ox and your donkey may have rest, and the son of your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. Mm. I'm not really sure who the alien is referring <laughs> to. <laughs> yes, maybe, yes. Maybe they mean like f foreign people or something. I'm maybe. Not really sure. Yeah, who is this alien? Uh, should we cue the X-Files music or something? <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, it's, it's general practice in America that uh, any government organizations are closed on Sundays and nobody works. Yeah. But of course that, that only applies to government or should. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of businesses that stay open mm, or people who work, for example, in fast food restaurants. Yeah. They might have to work all seven days. Yeah, doctors, of course, right? And uh, I find it interesting that this verse mentions the son of your servant woman. Yes, yes. 
So perhaps the servant woman isn't allowed to rest, but the son is. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that this is perhaps you can you can explain this to me. I I for one don't understand why a woman will ever decide to be a Christian. I just don't understand I, this at all. I have no idea, <laughs> honestly. I think uh, as far as the really really religious like where the women can only wear skirts or dresses and you know they they basically have to stay home uh my experience in meeting for example that group is that no offense they're so kind of naive and mm. dumb about stuff yeah that i don't think they really realize what's happening and what they're being kept from and all these rules that are being imposed on them they're like oh well you know it's up to god Mm. None of them seem to question why, well, why would men be chosen over women when we're both human? Yes, mm. yes. Well, of course, we'll bring up the Adam and Eve thing, but that still doesn't yeah. justify. No, not at yeah. all. Not at all. <coughs> um, I don't have much to add, except we need money to survive. Right, so. of course. I don't know, maybe back then it was okay, but... As a country, I think, decided to forgo that rule yeah yeah <laughs> in general yeah it's the same in france by the way i used to live in france for a lot of time and uh i think on saturdays the supermarket is closed after afternoon right. and sunday just closed completely right right so. right i've actually noticed that a lot like um you know of course i work on a military base and they'll close early on saturdays and then remain closed on sundays at times yeah some businesses okay next one is mine so when my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites, well, it really does sound like Parasites, actually, <laughs> and the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, ah, maybe that's where Jebus came from, <laughs> and uh, I blot them out. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. Well, that's nice. I mean, he's pretty much calling for all-out violence yeah. right here. Um, utterly overthrow them. Well, obviously, that doesn't imply by saying just telling them, oh, please, people, go away. Obviously, it means by force. Yes, of course. So, promotion of violence. There you go. Oh, and also, this verse is a perfect example of something I want to bring up. Yep. So every verse that I have read in the Bible, and of course I haven't read the whole thing, sure. but every verse that I've seen always has God talking about other gods. And yeah. never once does he say these gods don't exist. Yeah. And never once does he say, you know, uh, I really am the only true God, so they just made those ones up. I don't think I've ever seen that in any verse. But yeah. rather his speech seems to indicate that he is telling them, you're going to serve me. Yes. You're not going to serve the other gods. Yes. So he's talking as a polytheistic god, which I find very, very curious since yeah. everyone is so insistent that he's the only god. I think we did it on the last show, the Ten Commandments. It says, uh, you shall not have other gods before me. I think right. that's one of the commandments. Mm -hmm. Yes. But he, that kind of acknowledges, though, that there are other gods mm -hmm. out there. It's just you cannot worship them. You have to worship me. So it's, right. it's really the, the cult. It's a cult. It's a mm -hmm. one, one being cult. Uh, the cult of uh, Jehovah. <laughs> yes, yes. As they used to call him. Uh, so actually, I've, yeah. I have read that Jehovah was one of 
about three gods in one particular group. And of course, this group was split up into those three subgroups. Yeah. And one was, you know, the Jehovah worshippers. Yeah. And of course, they became very extreme and kind of obviously wiped out the other groups. Right. And, any, right. and any other polytheistic religions around them or those serving a different deity. Yeah, I don't know if you go, I think in, in Japan, well, we live near Tokyo. Do you mm -hmm. go to maybe Shibuya quite often? Yes. I think in Shibuya, there is a, a center of Jehovah's Witnesses and they just uh, stand outside and, you know, they give out Bibles to people. I must not hit that part. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, interesting. They're they're there and uh, they will give you maybe a, a pamphlet usually and mm -hmm. you open it up. And of course, there is a picture of Jesus standing there with blonde hair and blue oh. eyes and it's mm. just like ugh, it's ridiculous yes <laughs> and i even I, of course i think i might have mentioned on the last show that i talked to jehovah's witnesses for about 20 or 30 minutes before another one came up and said give up mm. we're not but during that conversation i had bluntly told them look do you really think that you're one of the chosen people because yeah. if you read the bible you're not you yeah. don't even exist as far as the bible is concerned yep so it's it's silly to serve this deity that doesn't even belong to your culture yeah and they also can't uh, they can't defend any of their claims just just mm -hmm. go up to them and start tell them okay what about the yep. story of judas oh, did, did he hang himself or did he fall down on the field and his his bowels just came out i mean it can't be both mm. it has to be one or the other but yet both scenarios are present in in the same book right right it just doesn't make any sense all right, well, I think we beat that to death, yes, so okay. let's move on. <laughs> Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the rules. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the wor words that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Wow, that's creepy. Yes, we will just do everything you say, like, like a machine, just no thinking. Right. Just repeat what the master has said. Just as long as you can make your life easier. Hmm. Anything bad, you can blame on somebody else. Anything yeah. good, oh, praise God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was talking to some, some African Christians recently, right? And, and I, there was one sentence that somebody said that really kind of surprised me. He, there's one guy who said, I'm not interested in knowledge in this life. I just want to know about the afterlife. Hmm. And I just thought, like, this is insane. I mean, these people are really, really insane. Right. And they need, like, proper help, you know. I mean, why would you not want to know about the world around you? Yeah. And I do find it very curious that, say, people like Ken Ham are so anti-science mm. because I don't really think that there's anything in the Bible that, that really indicates to not learn about your world. Yeah. There's nothing that says you can't. Right. Although there doesn't seem to be much encouraging it either. No, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah. But, but Ken Ham is, I don't know, for me, uh, I, well, I, obviously I really hate the guy, but... Uh, for me, he's kind of a genius because he doesn't mm. he doesn't have like a real job, mm -hmm. and yet he I don't know if he's a millionaire, but he might be, and so he's very rich anyway. He makes more money than than me, that's for sure, in one year without working. Right. <laughs> so, I think it's like kind of the same with pastors and that. Yes. They're they're all businessmen. Yes. And that's it. They're just businessmen. The, yeah, business, I, the business of heaven is, is a very yeah, good yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even the way they dress, right? I mean, you go to, to the mass and they're all dressed up with a, with a ne necktie and the dress, the mm -hmm. suit. So it is a right. business. They absolutely look like businessmen. Yeah, yes. you're right.
Okay, there's a little passage here just after that. So, yes. and he sent young men of the people of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. Well, okay, I just selected this because it talks about animal sacrifice. Right. And I just think that that's so... Um, it just comes from a primitive culture. You right. Know? Like, let's, let's burn this, let's kill this animal because it will appease God above. And of course, the Aztecs did that a lot, mm -hmm. even though it's not related to Christianity. I don't at all. think I actually know of a culture that hasn't done animal sacrifice yeah. in a long time ago. Yeah. And of course, of course, people still do it today, and it happens yeah. in uh, Jerusalem and Israel and yes, such very dedicated groups as that. Yes, they have this yeah. weird uh, uh, thing they do with the chicken, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Of course, I know in Islam. Uh, I don't really know. It's probably practiced still in the Middle East. They they obviously don't do it in America, I don't think. Yeah. But uh, there is a day to sacrifice oxen, and I think that's actually one of their holidays right before the all the month long Ramadan begins. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So they do s they do some sacrifices either then or right after. Yeah. And of course, it says you know you're supposed to grab the the animal and cut its throat, mm. and that's the most humane way to do it. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, nowadays it's not. Right, <laughs> right. We have better ways to do it, but they're not going to do it like that because that's not what the Bible says. Right. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did he eat up there? What did, he, what did he have to drink up there? I mean, 40, 40 days is a long, long time to survive in the mountain alone. I mean, I think just like the people who make the excuses for when you ask, oh, what did the animals eat on Noah's Ark? They're just like, oh... God made it so they didn't have to eat. Right. Even though, actually, that's never indicated anywhere. Right. You, you kind of just have to work the logic in your mind. Yeah. Okay, well, God must have made it so they don't need to eat. Yeah. It's or actually, magic. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I want to say on the Noah's Ark, I think they did say something about feeding the animals. Yeah, because yeah. they had to care for the animals. Yeah. So. But there was no <laughs> way, I mean, to, to stock all that food. Well, I mean, first of all, there is no way to, to fit all the animals right. into that tiny space. And on top of that, if you add, uh, if you need to carry food with, with you as well, then it's just impossible. Right. I mean, the boat would sink. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. The appearance of the glory of the Lord. Uh, the language is very very weird and if you talk to a lot of christians they they just spit those sentences out mm -hmm. like a, like a robot like oh the glory of jesus but what does that mean really what do they mean by that so, so the only thing i can think of was saying that it's like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain yeah is that someone saw a meteor go yeah. over the mountain yeah like that's the only plausible thing i can think of and it must have been a pretty big meteor yeah <laughs> yeah true but nothing is really mentioned, though, about, say, a crash or anything like that. No, so not maybe at all. they just made it up or they took it from another uh, 
another religious story. Pro probably, yeah, yeah. The one thing here really that, that bothers me the most is mm -hmm. this, this 40 nights and 40 days. And just imagine this scene, right? So you got the mountain. Let's imagine like any mountain right now. And so you got one guy, Moses, the old man, who goes up the mountain alone and he spends there 40 days. Eventually he comes down, right? And uh, I think he brings the, the tablets mm. with him. So why would you trust this this guy who who went alone to the mountain who probably scribbled something himself on some stone and probably while suffering from oxygen deprivation perhaps <laughs> if he were perhaps. high enough <laughs> yeah yeah so well that that's one thing recently i had on my page about the tower of babel right because i actually mm -hmm. checked and the highest man-made building uh, that currently exists is about 830 meters high mm -hmm. but the the clouds you need to go more or less like 2000 meters to reach clouds but this is the low level clouds but obviously we're talking about god he will never live in low level clouds i mean come on he's obviously going to live in high level clouds right. and then you're going anywhere between 2000 to 7000 meters there's no way in hell people back then could build a, a structure so massive that that could reach uh, this this insane height. Right, because they did say it, it touched the clouds, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, they didn't have the engineering technology anyway to. No. It would have tipped over. Pretty clearly. much. It, yeah. it would not have survived anything. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, I mean, otherwise, it's like if you look, there really are no Christian structures today except churches. Yeah. They have nothing uh, to show that they were good at, you know, engineering or construction until about the Middle Ages yes. when all these buildings started really getting some beautiful stonework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Or I like the architecture, but, you know, apart from that, though, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I would think at least you can find a big mess where the Tower of Babel should have been. Yeah. But... Of course, it's, we're not finding it. Yeah, or it's like the crazy people who every year find Noah's Ark, right? <laughs> yeah. As I was going over these different verses, it's extremely clear to me that the Bible is written to address men and only men. Yeah. There's no, there's no indication whatsoever that women were ever supposed to read this book. Uh, yes. Which I think is very convenient <laughs> for the men. So... I mean, that's just another thing that I would like Christian women to think about. Yeah, yeah and I was mentioning to you uh, on the way here, right? So the, the, the black Christians or the, the black Christians in Africa, mm. I, I just really don't get it. Uh, Chris Rock said, uh, I think on, on one of his shows, right? If you're a black Christian, then you have a really short memory. Yeah. <laughs> and well, yeah, you, you do. The way it works, right, is of course, um, Africa was mostly colonized by Western right. countries mm. and even, of course uh, even in Africa they obviously had their own deities and things like that yes of course but then you know the the mighty white man came and pretty much subjugated them right. so then they thought oh wait a second well they are following this Christian God and they conquered us. So obviously they might, they must be on the right path to, to victory or whatever. Right. So we have to follow that path. This is the only way we can save ourselves from our pagan beliefs or something like that. Right. So it's, 
as creepy as it sounds, I think that's what happened. I mean, as far as the cultural assimilation goes, I can see the logic behind that. Mm. But at the same time, it's also like you have, you know, this, you really need to think about it from a modern point of view, reflecting back on history. You basically had a people who came and conquered your people, and their God said it's okay to do that, and it's okay to make them slaves. Yeah. And so yeah. all of that was justified, and yet people get so angry about it today because, you know, they say, oh, you know, the white man did this, and, you know, they took us from Africa, and this and that, and they, t they tell all this stuff about their love for Africa, and yet they're often also Christians. Yeah. Like really devout Christians. Yes. And so it's it's like a big oxymoron. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Okay. But logic and reason has never been the forte of religious people. So. <laughs> Unfortunately. There we go. All right. So a couple of shows ago, we looked at uh, what an argument is, and I quickly gave a brief definition. Uh, I'm not going to read it again. Feel free to pause the video to read all of that. But basically. Uh, what I introduced is the concept of uh, premises and they lead to a conclusion. Uh, premise, once more, if you want, it's kind of a reason. So you give a bunch of reasons and you come up to a conclusion. An argument can be valid or invalid. It can be sound or unsound. And uh, validity is something that I will introduce uh, next time, not today. Uh, but today we're going to look at some examples and see how it applies. All right, so example one is uh, just the same thing I did two weeks ago, just very simple. Uh, premise one, all men are mortal. Premise two, Richard Dawkins is a man. Of course, the logical conclusion from here is that Richard Dawkins is mortal. It, you can flip it the other way and it will still work just fine. Um, example two, uh, permutations, so this is very simple. Uh, you can say we lost the game because the other team scored more goals. But you can also say since the other team scored more goals, we lost the game. So even though you change the order of words, the conclusion is still that we lost the game. Pretty basic stuff, right? Uh, example three, uh, so this is a mini case study, if you want. Um, this was a TAM flight 402 that was flying from Sao Paulo to Recife in Brazil, and it crashed uh, very quickly after takeoff, and people were, didn't know what happened. So here's a couple of pictures. This is not the airplane, but this is the type of airplane that crashed. It's a Fokker 100. And uh, when it crashed into the civilian area, that's what it looked like, unfortunately. And of course, some of the gear even went into apartments. And well, luckily in this particular building, nobody was, was there at the time. But anyway, if, if the, somebody was on that bed, obviously just crushed under the weight right. and dead. Uh, so the air crash investigators came on the scene and they didn't really know what, what happened. And of course, as with science, the first thing you do is you need to gather evidence. And that's exactly what they started doing. So. First, they assumed, of course, that the plane can fly with at least one engine on. They also assumed that if all the engines are out, then the plane will fall from the sky. They assumed that all engines appeared to be active during the crash, or at the time of the crash, I should say. They also looked at the instruments on board, and they 
saw that the instruments did not show any errors in particular. They also assumed that the thrust reverser was not deployed during takeoff. So just for people who don't know what, what that is, you, you might know because you work in the military, mm -hmm. but I don't know. So the thrust reverser is something that deploys from the engine to, to help it stop during landing. If that deploys during takeoff, you're in serious trouble and it's not supposed to happen. And of course, they realized eventually that the plane is still falling from the sky, giving all those conditions. And they concluded at first that all engines must be in fact out and that the pilot is seeing faulty information. It's not the first time it happened. Machines uh, make mistakes, uh, maybe, maybe they reboot suddenly in the air and uh, they give you faulty information. So that was their first theory. Of course, the press was all over that story asking every day, what happened to the plane? What happened to the plane? Then the president gets involved and come on, you people need to work faster. I need to know the answer. So this is kind of the preliminary thinking they did. And then they revised it because they found the real cause. And what happened was, so still the plane can fly with at least one engine on. It falls from the sky, full engines are out. All engines appeared to be active. The instruments on board did not show any errors, but the thrust reverser is deployed during takeoff and the plane is falling from the sky. So they concluded that the thrust reverser deployed at takeoff and caused the crash, which was indeed what happened. They could not control the plane because during takeoff you need more speed, but one of your engines is actually in reverse mode. Right, 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 right. So it's sucking the air in the opposite direction and they just couldn't control it at all. I think 99 people died or something like that. So air, air crash is always very, very dramatic compared to other accidents. Right. Uh, let's move on, example five. This is a bit more straightforward. Uh, trees get wet when it rains. The trees are wet this morning. So the conclusion is it rained last night. So an argument is valid if what you see on the screen, if what the premises, if the premises are given to you makes sense. But I would argue in this case that it's not very clear because yes, trees do get wet after it rains and the trees might be wet in the morning when you go outside and look. But it does not necessarily mean that it rained. It could be other causes. It could be somebody, uh, there was a fire in the next building and some firefighters came and just sprayed the whole area with water and the trees are wet. So, or it could be just, um, just some kind of gardener who just came by to, to I don't know, spray <laughs> the trees for whatever reason. Yeah. So rain is not the only explanation. And example six, this is more to to religion's point, I guess. Um, we're gonna look at two examples here and I'll show you why the first one is wrong. Uh, so this one, if God does not exist, then there is no right or wrong. Premise two, God exists. Remember, this is just premises. We are not saying that this is really the truth. It's just a premise. It's just, it's just a possibility. And the conclusion is, well, if God exists, then there is right or wrong. 
but of course we know that this is well bullshit and so the real example that you should give is for example uh, Christians say that if God does not exist then there is no right or wrong but Muslims say the same thing I think and pretty much all religions but God does not exist or at least uh, as far as we know so far there is absolutely no evidence so might as well not exist so the logical conclusion from that is that people can figure out right or wrong on their own which we've seen so many times with slavery it's yes. not it's not the religious people that said slavery is bad so stop it it was really secularists that rose up and said well wait a second that's not right mm -hmm. so the logical conclusion from this is God is not required to determine right or wrong so that's that's kind of it uh, this is the way you do a proper argument uh, so these would be the the premises and you can have as many as you want here we have three in this argument uh, the conclusion is marked by the symbol uh, I do not remember the keyboard combination for this symbol on Excel. I will look for next show, but there is one combination that creates this. This is a universal conclusion symbol. So usually you make your premises, 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 premises. You draw a big, big line. It should be a bit longer actually in theory. And you give one conclusion. So anyway we'll do more of that and um, especially when we look into validity and uh, things like that do you have any any comments or anything to add um pretty straightforward on, yeah it's pretty straightforward good good except i would also say that you know on the on the last god is not required to determine right or wrong i mean people have been doing that all over the world for, for as long as we've existed basically so yes. it's God isn't needed, especially when the Christian God only spoke to like one per one group of people. Yes. So. Well, even the Christians in America, actually, they seem to not understand that the Bible was actually, I mean, the chosen people are Jews. It specifically says that in, mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, the New Testament. Americans and Christian, uh, I mean, Christians in America, uh, sure, like a percentage of them are Jews. Uh, right. Sure. But come on, like uh, right now, I think uh, the statistic is 70% of Americans are... European descent? Yeah, but they're considered as some Christian, or, right? Oh, yeah, okay. But, not, but they are not Jewish, and then they think that they are also chosen people? I right. mean, I don't understand how this works. And of course, a lot of, a lot of Hispanic people uh, also believe strongly in Christianity, very strongly. And they do. Although they tend to also take on the saints but uh they also don't seem to realize the, the same exact thing and i think is if you're if you question it of course in any of these christian cultures yeah you're going to be punished yeah and so they just tend not to question it anymore oh uh, yeah we we wanted to briefly talk about the hb2 bill uh, before we move into the video uh so for people who who don't really know uh, it was this this bill that they passed in uh, where North Carolina right yes 
and um, basically it said yeah. like you can use you have to use a bathroom uh, basically based on your biological uh, biological sex at sex. birth yeah they faced immediate criticism because how are they going to enforce this law yeah. first of all um, there are a lot of people who who do pass very very good as, as men or women even though they weren't born that gender yeah well biologically uh, and then you have, but then you have others, of course, who don't pass quite as much, and so this is a very dangerous situation for them, because if you do go to use the bathroom that you want to use, and mm -hmm. someone sees you and they don't agree with with you, and they can't tell if you're a guy or a girl, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're going to start a fight. Actually, this happened very recently to a a girl, you know, who I, I think she, you know, was bisexual, but she wasn't like transgender or anything. But she had a very boyish like a tomboy look to her mm -hmm. and so this woman who saw her walk into the bathroom couldn't tell if she was a girl or a guy mm -hmm. and, and started to verbally assault her so uh, unfortunately I don't know if that happened in North Carolina but of sure. course as soon as something happens in one state yeah. and they all learn about it that reaction is going to encompass all the other states yes. that in general agree with that mentality my comment on that is, so they, they passed this law because in, in their opinion, it's going to prevent certain like sex predators from right. entering a bathroom. But there is nothing that prevents those people already from entering any bathroom they want. Right, exactly. A criminal will go in any way. Uh, so you're punishing people that have nothing to do with it, mm -hmm. really. That's, that's what they did. Uh, I was uh, watching this actually one video that somebody made and um, it's an extremely biased video because they select they basically chose all the sex predators that were caught in bathrooms and basically it's just a, a kind of a role of those people one after the other mm -hmm. this guy went to this bathroom and this guy went to this bathroom and they're all criminals okay yeah mm -hmm. and there was one comment but I don't know if we should take it too seriously because the guy his name is King Trump one so he said if you have a dick you are a male sorry trans douchebags you are not a woman because you cut off your shit off and turn it inside out you are fucking mentally unstable and need real medical help not a fake pussy Wow it actually kind of sounds like something Trump would say maybe <laughs> but, but he didn't he, right, right. he actually said the opposite the real Trump, which I mean. is yeah, which is very curious because of yeah. course the people who are so against, well, I mean, they're for this House bill, yeah, uh, banning transgender people from going to the other bathrooms. Yep. Uh, but curiously enough, Trump actually did say that basically to summarize his words that the whole thing is kind of ridiculous and yeah. they've been doing it for a long time anyway, and you never knew. You're so right. why bother to pay attention to it now? Yeah. And I think someone even, you know, the interviewer, he was on the Today Show and he was even asked, oh, well, do you have uh, transgender people working for you? He goes, I don't know, probably. Mm. <laughs> and like, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Pardon my language. No, no. <laughs> and really, no one should care either. And no. uh, actually, I learned of, uh, there's this girl on Facebook who's about 12 or 14 years old. Yeah. Extremely clearly, you would not... Uh, mistake her for a boy at any yeah. time even though that's what she was born as biologically but of course this person has, has stepped up to the front as young as they are to fight for these rights 
And so she posted a picture of herself, or you know, she let somebody post a picture of her with the words, why would you put me in the men's bathroom? Do you really want me in the men's bathroom? And she's like this little blonde-haired, blue-eyed, really beautiful girl. Mm. Do you really want her in the men's bathroom? It's crazy. I mean, yeah, then some assault is probably going to happen. Yes. It's also ridiculous from another point of view. I actually, I, I avoid public toilets as much as possible because they, they stink so much and <laughs> I just can't stand it at all. So I, 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 unless I really have to, I, I avoid it like the plague. Uh, same on airplanes, by the way. I, I, I try to not go. Um, but again, this is what I was saying. It's not like, okay, they passed this law now. It's going to be like a magical barrier at right. the entrance that's going to push out everybody who, who has a different sex. It's it's not like that. So I know someone made a reference to the South Park episode where uh, one of the old adult male characters, I can't recall his name, but, you know, he went to go use the bathroom and there's a security lady there, and, uh -huh. like, checking him and he pulls down his pants. Wow. And it's just like, I mean, are you really going to do that? Well, exactly. That, that's assault. Yeah. You can't, there's no way to get around that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, no one in their right mind is going to agree to be checked oh, yeah, out yeah. in public. Or are yeah. you going to spend money to build a, a middle area and then are you going to spend money to pay the security guard? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you going to do if somebody refuses to, to you know, flash themselves, basically? Yeah. It, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and curiously enough, okay, uh, the irony always seems to play out in the most wonderful of ways. <laughs> uh, because, of course, the ones pushing these kind of bills are the hardcore Republicans. Yes. Now, recently, uh, it's former Speaker of the House, uh, Dennis Haster, who, who, of course, was a Republican, or is a Republican, uh, he just got sentenced to 15 months uh, in jail for paying hush money, like $3.5 million, uh, from the sexual assaults he committed 40 years ago while he was a sports coach yeah. in a high school. Yeah. And he assaulted more than one person. Uh, and, and as soon as the judge made that sentence, which is not enough time no, in no. my opinion, but I think probably there are legal reasons why it's only 15 months. Yeah. Uh, 42 Republicans <laughs> wrote to the judge in support of this guy, yeah. saying he basically, uh, he's a good man because he loves his Lord. Mm -hmm. He's a good Christian. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it does seem to me that good Christian is synonymous with, with being a child molester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, or you support them because yeah. all around the Christian world, no matter what your, if you're Protestant or Catholic or whatever, if you fall under the umbrella of Christianity, there are stories coming out all over the place all the time yeah. that these people are doing things to children because they're suppressing they're spending so much time not only talking about sex but suppressing it as well yeah in tennessee there was a pastor uh who hired a sex offender and he knew he was a sex offender uh who assaulted uh well n not even assaulted he raped more than once a teenage girl yeah and uh he basically said you know that was in his past so it's not him anymore he's right. okay he wants to be a man of god even though he's probably going to do it again because people like that don't change. Yeah. You also have Christians, uh, you know, on that note who say, oh, well, without God, you know, if there is no God, what's to stop me from raping and pillaging mm -hmm. and killing people? And I'm like, it should be your moral compass, but <laughs> if you obviously don't have one, yeah, yeah. then 
in your menace to society, well, you're going to pay for any crime that you commit. And it's, yeah. it's that simple. And it is kind of horrifying how many Christians use that argument that they would be bad people yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if God wasn't there to hold them accountable. And, and of course, they want to rail that secularists and atheists are the bad people. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's not even the first commandment, but it is one of the commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. But, okay, uh, you should oh. kind of know that without a book telling you that. That's the point. Yeah. And if you can't, then I'm really worried about your mental st status. Yeah. Last okay. show, we reviewed the video. We didn't finish, uh, but today we will finish. Uh, well, if you haven't watched it at all, it's basically this guy from Canada and he's talking about a, a wide range of issues, but the way that he words certain ideas is not quite right. And we, we described half of the video in the previous show. So please feel free to watch that. But today we'll do the second half. So why don't we just jump straight into that and we'll stop and comment. We put this civilized mask on, but when you strip that away, what are we? How quickly we forget only within the past hundred years did we allow women to vote, allow blacks to live as equals. We act as if we're all-knowing beings, yet there's much we fail to see. We walk down the street ignoring the little things, the eyes who stare, the stories they share, seeing everything as a background to me. Perhaps we fear we're not alone, that we're a part of a much bigger picture, but we fail to make the connection. We're okay killing pigs, cows, chickens, strangers from foreign lands, but not our neighbors, not our dogs or cats, those we have come to love and understand. Uh, that's a very strange statement he makes. Yeah. We're okay killing uh, pigs and cows and strangers in foreign lands, well, unfortunately, uh, but we're not okay killing uh, horses and cats. It's a very strange argument. I yes. don't even understand how in his brain it's like constructed. I don't get it. Because of course he's making the mistake of saying, well, this is what most of the population does. So mm. he's saying that everybody does it, even though of course we know that that's not the case. Yeah. And you know, more and more people are coming to, uh, you know, they become vegetarians and they become vegans yeah. because they don't want to hurt any animals. Right. Uh, you know, and of course, not everybody wants to kill cows because it's illegal in India. Yeah, yeah. And you will probably be killed yourself by a mob if you kill a cow. Yeah. Which happened to somebody a couple of years ago. Um, or in the Muslim world, it's pork, right? It's, uh, well, you're not supposed to eat pigs, so yeah. and generally, like, don't touch them. Yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to touch dogs either. Yeah. You know, even though, of course, in America, a lot of people have pet dogs and they love them. Yeah. So, of course, it just depends on your culture. Yeah. We call other creatures stupid, yet we point to them to justify our actions. But does killing simply because we can, because we always have, make it right? Or does it show how little we've learned, that we continue to act out of primal aggression, rather than thought and compassion? One day, the sensation we call life will leave us. Our bodies will rot, our valuables recollected. Yesterday's actions all that remain. Death constantly surrounds us. Still, it seems so distant from our everyday reality. I don't know. To me, it seems like when America, for example, went to war with Vietnam, war was part of everyday life. It was reported and you could see it on TV every day. I think that's why people were so horrified eventually that they started to protest and they eventually told the president, like, OK, we have to get out of um, there. Wasn't it's it over. wasn't the Vietnam War the first one that really actually got media coverage? Country uh, yeah, probably. Wide? Yeah, yeah. I think is, is what I heard and yeah. why that change came about. 
And, and now we have the opposite because, yes, we, we are fighting these kind of pseudo wars in, in Afghanistan and Iraq, but we get no coverage anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, sure, right. you can get it, but come on, like, you watch CNN, it's, it's not part of it anymore. Right. It's, they don't talk about it. No. I mean, I just saw actually uh, on the headline, uh, I think it was not the Navy Times, but there's another newspaper, uh, you know, from America that we get, and it said, uh, Obama just approved more troops to to head, to be in I Iraq, mm -hmm, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, why? I thought we were not there anymore. Yeah. I mean, except for a few units. Contractors, yeah. Yeah, and contractors. Yeah. And so, so it boggles my mind that we're sending more people there. Yeah, I think like what most people don't understand is that by being in those countries, we create more terrorists because. Mm -hmm. Uh, very recently it happened again there was an airstrike in Syria and they struck a pediatric hospital and like children died and before you know like I, I can swear maybe five years ago if you were reading the comments to that kind of video mm -hmm. people would say like ah well you know it's collateral damage and people die in war but now I'm really starting to, to see a shift in Americans thinking and how mm -hmm. people comment because now they think like we are the terrorists the, right. We are killing innocent people. Sure, it's by accident, but but they don't care about that. Right. They just lost their their children, their mothers, grandmothers. I mean, really, so. it shouldn't even be. There shouldn't even be these accidents. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, you don't know that it was an accident. You don't know if it was on purpose. Yeah. Maybe they had a purpose to strike that. That's true. And then and later, there, they and there say, really was collateral damage. Right. You know, as far as they were concerned. Yeah. Uh, you know, not that I'm saying that that happens, but it's always a possibility. Sure, sure. Um, because we know it has happened in the past. Yes. We, we know that for a fact. You can easily research it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go back on one of the first things that he said in yeah. that segment. Yeah. And that was that we call animals stupid, but yeah, look to yeah, them yeah. to justify our actions. That's not true. We yeah. don't do that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. precisely the... I mean, we do have this mentality where mankind seems to have dominion over the animals yeah and that actually comes straight out of christianity yes yes you know and, and i know a christian who once said well it's okay you know it's okay that we keep animals in aquariums and zoos because god said that we have dominion over them yeah and that that completely discounts the feelings of the animals right. and the fact that they are thinking beings they yeah. are feeling beings um you know and there are so many that i mean say like you take a crow not many people pay attention to crows mm -hmm. or ravens, but they actually mourn their dead. And, and they, they actually exhibit a lot of behaviors that are also attributed to um, primates. Yeah, yeah. Primates, sorry. The point I would like to make is that, well, in general, I mean, obviously not me, not, not you, but the, the hunters, the fishers, mm -hmm. right? The people who are really in charge of this whole industry they have really exterminated wildlife on this planet and we should fucking yeah. clap thank you guys for exterminating like 70 percent of species that right. ever existed we cannot survive if we are the only ones left we rely on them right. and they rely on us sometimes because you know we can perhaps regulate some some water so that this lake does not become poisoned and then it's great for the animals they can drink that water if we if it is poisoned then they die too right and of course yes there are people who don't care about the animals there yes. are people who are like well you know they don't matter i'm gonna hunt them i'm gonna do whatever i want 
Yeah. But most, but again, that attitude seems to be shifting on a global scale that, hey, we need to stop doing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what happened with Cecile the Lion is yeah. a perfect example. Yeah, I agree. Of how many people actually do care. Yeah. I think, like, if it's a, again, if it's a zoo and, you know, like, if it's well run, I mean, if the animals are well mm. looked after and, okay, some of them are, though, you know, not yeah. all of them are bad. So they have enough space. Uh, of course, it's going to be limited, but they have enough space, so to speak, to run around. And well, at least they will they will live uh, because maybe in the wilderness there's going to be some stupid hunter yeah. that that's just going to decide to shoot them. So right, that is often an argument that people use for, you know, being pro captivity or something. And I understand that some of these animals, okay, they're probably born there by now. You know, I mean, they're there, they're not going to leave. Yeah. But the issue more or less now is stop taking them from the wild because yeah, you're still yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. The same thing happens with racehorses and a whole bunch of other animals. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, we work them until they're of no use to us anymore and then we don't care. Yeah, and there's a lot of other brutality that goes on in the world. Like if you go to Spain, they still do the bullfights and it's yes. like, come on. <laughs> and that's something that really needs to stop too. Yes, yes. We live in a world on the verge of collapse. The wars of tomorrow will have no winners. For violence will never be the answer. It will destroy every possible solution. If we all look at our innermost desire, we will see our dreams are not so different. We share a common goal, happiness. He says that we have one common goal, it's happiness, but then he doesn't define what it means for him and what we should understand from that. So, right. well, I would say one, you have to define happiness. What, does it, what, does you, what do you mean here? It's an extremely broad term. What is happiness for me may not be happiness for you. Mm -hmm. If you go to countries like Philippines, for example, a lot of people are just piss poor, but they are happy and they, they live absolutely fine. Now, for them, perhaps, just eating enough food to survive mm -hmm and seeing other people they love around them, maybe that's enough, and that's enough they need to be happy. I don't think there's an objective happiness, though certainly some elements that make it up right. are found in all of us. Well, and also on the other side, you could argue that, you know, all these uh, rich businessmen who are pulling all this illegal stuff that, you know, like the Panama Papers coming yes, out, yes. I bet they were very happy doing what they were doing, right. you know, and, until they got caught. Right. So and maybe that was happiness for them. Yeah, and you mentioned also so th those people who live in third world countries, for example. I really don't actually like this term, third world countries. Right, right. Right, so we, just, we should just maybe say, okay, some... Not as technology advanced? Yeah, something like that. Perhaps, right. yes. In those type of countries, uh, th those people just don't have the responsibility, the stresses that we experience. Right. Working, like a job, yeah. you have a job, you have to be there a certain amount of hours every day. Right. But they don't, they don't have that. They, they just have to maybe go to some well to get water and then they get, ba get back home. And that is their job for the day, literally. Right. So they have a lot more time to just relax and bond with people and just yeah. enjoy themselves, you know, as much as they can. Yeah. And I think, you know, of course, in, in poorer communities, people tend to be a lot more socially bonded. Yeah. It's, it's in the, say, big cities, the big advanced cities that you're going to have the, the issues where people just don't care about each other. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah, you live in, in the city, you, you, you have your room somewhere, mm -hmm. and you, you, everybody's in their kind of cubicle in yeah. the apartment building. But in, in, the, 
in those type of small villages, you're right. Yeah, those people live in, a, well, they have huts, I guess, but the huts are very close to each other mm -hmm. and they, they see each other every day. And Right. I mean, being alone definitely contributes to depression because yeah. we are, uh, you know, by nature, very social animals. Yeah. Kind of have to be for our survival. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think, uh, well, talking about depression, I think like in countries like Switzerland, for example, depression rate is very high, very mm. high. I wonder why that is. Well, I mean, it's, it's also cultural, right? I mean, the, the German part of Switzerland, those people are very uptight and conservative, so mm. that doesn't mean happiness usually. <laughs> right, right, right. The in, in, in fact, entails depression. <laughs> yeah, because you're always focusing on the negative yeah. in general. Yeah. Those people just don't find happiness. Mm -hmm. We tear the world apart looking for joy without ever looking within ourselves. Many of the happiest people are those who own the least. But are we really so happy with our iPhones, our big houses, our fancy cars? We've become disconnected, idolizing people we've never met. Okay, that's, yeah. that's what I want to say. He All says right. we've become disconnected, mm. even though we're more connected than ever before. Yeah. Yes, not on that physical level, but, you know, a lot of people, they, they, you know, I've seen memes like, you know, what does this country come to? When I was a kid, we used to run around playgrounds. Now you just see them oh, playing yeah, on their I phones. Saw that one, yeah. But you don't know what people are doing on their phones. Yeah. You know, and why judge them? They're probably texting someone, you know, a family member or a friend. Maybe they're having a fantastic conversation with, with somebody that they're already close to. Yeah. I mean, you know, and of course, something to, to fight that is like if you look at pictures from, you know, say the 1950s or something or 1940s, all these people riding on the train, they're reading newspapers. Newspaper, they are yeah. not socializing. Yeah. Okay. People don't want to socialize with strangers. That's true. It doesn't matter what age or what, un unless you live in a culture that values community, mm -hmm. you're not going to want to talk to strangers. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple. Yeah. You don't know anything about these people. You don't know if they're dangerous. You don't know if they're crazy. Yeah. You know, and there's so many factors into it. Like me, I don't feel comfortable talking to people face yeah. to face. Yeah. You know, I'd rather do it over a phone. Same here. And of course, on the connectedness part, you know, more than ever, you can learn about other people, other cultures, yes. what's going on in the world. You can't, I don't think you can really justify saying that we're disconnected. No. And also, well, just to, to, to add to your example, mm -hmm. I, my Italian teacher, he's a very kind of uh, genius guy. He speaks a lot of languages, mm -hmm. like, wow, almost every language in the world somehow. Well, because some of them are similar, right? So, like, if you know one, you can kind of know the other. Right. So that's how it works. But he said to me the same thing. Uh, you know, you can get on, you can get on Skype, and I can talk to somebody from uh, Samoa yeah. and learn Samoan. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's great. That's how I contact my family. Well, there you go. You know, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but of course that, you know, we all do lead busy lives, and so of course that can't always happen but yeah. you know you do your best yeah we witness the extraordinary on screens but ordinary everywhere else we wait for someone to bring change without ever thinking of changing ourselves presidential elections might as well be a coin toss it's two sides of the same coin I'm pretty sure I've seen this on a motivational poster many times growing up be the change that you want to see in the world yeah uh, I don't even know that's a famous quote I don't know who said it off the top of my head but here's the thing, there are a lot of people out there right now 
it, for example, in America right now is a perfect example of this. We are trying to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But you can only fight a system so much. Yeah. Just a small example, uh, voter fraud in Arizona. Yeah. All, all these people, you know, there was a case where uh, the machine, you know, they take people and they're like, okay, uh, do a test on this, see how accurate the machine is. And if it's not the same, you have to recount and do all of that. Well, somebody actually observed and reported that because the machine count didn't match what the people were counting, yeah. they changed the people's votes. Yes, I saw that. From Bernie Sanders to to somebody else. Yeah. I, I think Hillary Clinton. Well, of course. And so, right, because uh, in, no one's doing anything about it. The yeah. the person actually in charge even said, no, there's not going to be a revote. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. We are trying to change. But how can you fight the system when yeah. the system is more powerful? Yeah. We are we are trying to fight it. We are out there. We're you know, but you can only do so much. Yeah. So much. You need everyone. Well, you you need your base population, most of it, to come up so strongly that you can say enough is enough. Yeah. This is what needs to happen. But yeah, because we're so split, that's not going to happen. Demos mm -hmm. is a Greek word. It means the people. And yet the democratic. Well, first of all. In Japan, there is also a democratic party, but it's absolutely hated here right. for the, all the crap they did to the country. Mm -hmm. And in America, the democratic party is not very democratic at all, in, indeed. They, they, uh, the chair of the DNC is this woman, Schultz, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or Schultz, I don't know how you say her name. And she was, she's friends with Clinton, personally. And it was already decided, even before the first vote was cast, that she's going to be the candidate. That's all. It doesn't matter. The primaries doesn't matter because we are going to manipulate the process as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You mentioned what voter fraud. I just saw in, uh, in Pennsylvania there was a guy who walked into one of those polling stations and mm -hmm. they had uh, paper ballots and Bernie Sanders was not even on the ballot. Oh, that's crazy. That is insane. That's that. illegal. <laughs> yeah. But it's, this happens all the time, and uh, well, obviously there's only one winner in this race, unfortunately. But I would like to say more to the video, presidential elections are often the same sides of the coin, but not always. And clearly, people like Bernie Sanders are very different from, say, Trump or Clinton and so forth. There are people who offer a new vision, a new path. And it's funny because the same people who say that all candidates are the same, they are the people who vote for the establishment candidate, always. And then they complain, ah, oh, damn, it's the, again, the same thing is going on. But you voted for those people. You are the, the ones who keep those people in power, even though you complain about them all, all day long. The same people who are angry at the system still vote for liars and crooks. The problem may just lie with the people. Whether a candidate spends millions or billions on an election, it should be irrelevant. Because if people actually spent enough time to research the issues, then it doesn't matter about all the promotion ads or what you see on TV. Turn off your TV. Get your news from actually more objective news sources. I like the, like the Young Turks, for example. I think they offer the kind of balanced opinion usually. Not always, mm. but... I think they're a little immature sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, but 
there are different sites. I mean, go ahead and go on um, a Democratic news page and then go on a Republican news page. Yeah. I mean, read both. There's nothing stopping you from reading both. Yeah. If you're willing to do so, and of course that's the key. Many people aren't. They don't. They don't yeah. want to hear the other side at all. Actually, I was on a Republican, uh, you know, news site the other day, reading a couple of things. Of course, I didn't agree with what they said, but I still I read it anyway. Because yeah. they're like, oh, Democrats this and Democrats that, and I said, well, of course it does make sense that shit's happening on both sides of the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so many people are so focused on I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, they're not going to give any chance to come hold together as people and many just don't care yeah and especially especially people who who like trump supporters they're not aware of what is actually going on and right. they don't care they just listen to rumors or they listen to these words and they take them as true they don't want to do any research that's right yeah it's crazy it's like the the hillary clinton voters right how many people just say I'm gonna vote for her because she's a woman. What yeah. kind of argument is that? <laughs> well, so is yeah. Michelle Bachman, but we're not voting for her, are we? We didn't vote for Sarah Palin. No, <laughs> thank God, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also no. think like the, this, the news manipulation in America is extreme. And just because even the Supreme Court, right? I mean, pretty much half of them are Democrats and half of them are Republicans. That is mm -hmm. not what the Supreme Court should be about. It should be some guys, well, okay, some guys and women who are looking at things objectively, right. not subjectively. Right. And they don't care. And they we don't have that. They shouldn't care about political affiliation but, And at yet all. they do, absolutely. Right. Um, I think also in the U.S., people in Congress and the House, they should definitely have fixed terms. We have people mm -hmm. in there who sit for uh, for decades and their thinking co goes back to the age of segregation and things like that. They should be mm -hmm. out of there. You know, I actually had no idea that that was the case. Yeah. I thought that they did have set terms. Yeah. And of course, well, when I just get reelected all the time. Right. You know, I think when you're in school, right, well, let's say you're in high school and you learn a little bit about the political process, I think because you only have so much time to cover that topic, mm. there's a lot that you end up assuming. Yeah, and if, and yeah. so, of course, I always assumed, oh, well, this must be fair because, you know, everybody probably has a limited term and, you know, and such and such. But that not being the case, I mean, we are stuck with these old values, these old laws. We need change. We need to get these people out. Yeah. But there are too many people still supporting uh, these backwards ideas. Usually the candidate who is already in the Senate or the House, they, right, right, they right. have so much money that they can just blow out any opposition right so i mean you have to the other party has to come up with the same amount of money to run the ads and things like that so it's very hard right. that's but why the establishment candidate mm -hmm. is like 89 percent re-elected or something like that it's i do crazy. think people need to get more involved they do regular yeah. people need to get more involved in uh promoting candidates actually i just want, uh, joined a facebook page today that is completely dedicated to letting people know in every state in America who the candidates are that share Bernie Sanders' values. Mm -hmm. and, and that is the page's entire purpose. And they're saying, okay, let's do these. Because obviously, they, don't, they probably don't have as much money. They're, you know, they're not going to be spending as much. They're, you know, people who tend to hold these values don't tend to be one of the rich businessmen. And so now it's up to us to make sure that people know about this candidate. Yeah. And that you know about him. Roughly, it's something like 25% of America is Republican, like 35% is 
vo we would vote for Democrats, mm. right? But but the largest percentage, like almost 40 or 45, is independents. Huh. Okay, well then it should be very simple. Let Trump run on the on the Republican side. Let Clinton run on the Democrat side. Let Sanders run as an independent. And if everybody just turns up, then you got the winner right there. He can run as an independent, he can, can't, yeah. can't he? I think if he did, he'd, he'd probably get a good vote. Yeah. You know, if this voter fraud stuff stopped he, happening. He said he wouldn't, but hey, people change their minds, so. But Jill Stein might run. She's from the Green Party. I, See, don't I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people start to kind of shift to her now, but mm. we'll see. We choose which face we want, and the illusion of choice, of change, is created. But the world remains the same. We fail to realize the politicians don't serve us. They serve those who fund them in the power. We need leaders, not politicians. But in this world of followers, we have forgotten to lead ourselves. Just a very quick comment here. We have to kind of mm -hmm. wrap up very soon. Uh, he says we need uh, leaders and not politicians. But okay, <laughs> so that means what? We need people like Trump then, because he's not a politician, right? He's he's a businessman, like you said. So mm -hmm. what? That, that's the answer? Mm. No. I mean, we do need politicians. We just need to get corruption out of there. But corruption mm -hmm. is part of human nature, really. I mean, greed is yeah. part of human nature. Um, but again, I think uh, in in the majority majority of us are not greedy because if we if the majority was, I I can't imagine the, the world the right. way it would be. So, right. I mean, there are people out there who genuinely care, and yeah, you have to become a politician to serve in Congress or to serve in, in Senate. I mean, you can probably be something else as well, yeah, yeah. but you also have to be a politician. That's yeah. the entire point. I mean, there are people. Uh, I've learned of two people today just reading different political news that uh, were, have been encouraged to run for office because of what's going on right now and because of Bernie Sanders yeah. and that they share his values and so they want to bring that in, you know and they want to bring down all the corruption that's going on so they have to become politicians and you have to uh, you know I think people have to stop saying all politicians are evil hmm. because that that's an easy way out that's just like yeah. a Christian saying because God you know, and then you have, okay, so you have social people saying, uh, because politicians, it's, it doesn't work like that. Generalizations yeah. are bad in, in general, yeah. so. I mean, you want to talk about laziness, that's a bad time to be lazy, uh, you know, is, is to assume that all politicians are bad. So if you, if you want to assume that, then you're part of the problem. Yeah. Stop waiting for change and be the change you want to see. We didn't get to this point by sitting on our asses. The human race survived not because we are the fastest or the strongest, but because we work together. We have mastered the act of killing. Now let's master the joy of living. This isn't about saving the planet. The planet will be here, whether we are or not. Earth has been around for billions of years. Each of us will be lucky to last 80. We are a flash in time but our impact is forever. I often wish I lived in an age before computers, when we didn't have screens to distract us. But I realize there's one reason why this is the only time I want to be alive. Because here today, we have an opportunity we never had before. Brief point, I was just mm -hmm. saying, well, okay, if you go 200 years back, uh, what did people really do for entertainment? Right. They probably went to the theater sometimes, or they maybe went to some boring, 
bowl dance with with other old mm -hmm. people that really doesn't sound exciting for me i'm actually happy i was oh, born when yeah I was born. no me too but actually i think he's missing something so obvious to mm. me that it, i mean it, there's something glaring at him in the face and he doesn't even see it and that's the fact that communication was so bad before we had all this technology mm. i mean how do you think these corrupt people got into congress in the first place it's because we didn't we we couldn't share information we couldn't find information yeah that's you true. know we couldn't uncover the truth at our convenience and so now what's going on now in america has come from that age before you could catch people doing bad things and before you had the ability to communicate far and wide with others and team up as a group uh you know to come together to create a change yeah yeah the only reason all of this is happening right now is because of the technology yeah and because of the information going back and forth so i mean to say that he wants to live in an age before computers yeah <laughs> well, you're you're a nobody in that age yeah. if you're a common man you are a nobody you can't do anything the only reason you can do something now and you can have a voice now is precisely because of the computer that you're using mm. to make that video mm -hmm. <laughs> okay that's the only reason so many people have, have watched your video and heard your message okay yeah people would laugh at you and probably throw food at you if you had done that in the 1930s and probably, you were a yeah. nobody yeah and, and uh, you know you could have been killed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah if you may if you were speaking loud enough yeah, and I was just saying to you right before we started, uh, I just recently checked how many viewers we have, and mm -hmm. uh, we have over 10,000 views for the last show. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're definitely growing. I mean, when I started, I barely had a couple of hundred views, so <laughs> it definitely exploded. But, you know, we are just, uh, I'm offering uh, a voice throughout this show, and I invite different hosts. Sometimes I'm not even part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you, okay, I... It's true I use uh, some equ equipment, which is expensive, and perhaps not everybody can afford it, but nobody's stopping you from getting even a, a, a reasonably good camera, a handy camera, something like that, mm -hmm. and starting your own show. Uh, please, uh, your voice matters. Okay, some people, I, I have to admit, I don't want to, I'm not interested in what they have to say at all. <laughs> That's true, unfortunately. And not all people are interesting, but a lot of people are, and so please, by all means, do get involved. It's a big world and we have to share ideas. That's the only way forward. Interesting or not, right or wrong, they're being heard. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, Both you sides, know. Yeah. The internet gives us the power to share a message and unite millions around the world. While we still can, we must use our screens to bring us closer together rather than farther apart. For better or worse, our generation will determine the future of life on this planet. We can either continue to serve this system of destruction until no memory of our existence remains. Or we can wake up, realize we aren't evolving upwards, but rather falling down. We just have screens in our faces so we don't see where we're heading. This present moment is what every step, every breath, and every death has led to. We are the faces of all who came before us. And now it is our turn. You can choose to carve your own path or follow the road countless others have already taken. Life is not a movie. The script isn't already written. We are the writers. This is your story. Their story. Our story. Boom, 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 boom. I like yeah, how it's I, like super dramatic. Yeah, I was, was going to say with all the music and <laughs> yeah. all the, you know, the... 
of course, music, right, appeals to emotions so much, and that's yes. what works for a lot of movies, right? Yeah. And, and the images that you use. And he's using that to such an effect that he can say anything and people are going to listen to him. Yeah. And think, oh, wow, wow, this is fantastic. No, the only reason you feel fantastic is because the music is awesome yeah. and the images are nice. <laughs> right, right. Like, you get rid of his voice and you'll still feel inspired. Exactly. Of, you know, with something. And, of course, I like how he just contradicted himself, mm -hmm. saying, oh, no, the Internet, you can get your message out. I mean, I don't need to say anything more yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, No, I like how he, he says, uh, we, will, we are destroying ourselves, and then there's a clip of Mars. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. And, of course, the ending of the because nuclear... Because we're going to have to move there. <laughs> right, right. And the, the final shot is actually from uh, Terminator 3, I think. That's huh. All the missiles oh, start okay, okay, bombing okay. the world, yeah. right? Well... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I do agree with, with a lot of things he says in the video, but obviously there's a lot of disagreements, and the way that he phrases certain ideas was, was not right. So I hope that after watching the previous show and this show, you have a good picture of how to really uh, break down a video, like sentence by sentence almost, and just analyze it, and find out what is right and what is wrong. So... And of course, there are so many factors to those type of arguments. Yeah. You can't just shorten it to something you're going to say in eight minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else to add. Uh, do you? No, neither do I. All right. Well, <laughs> so thanks for watching. Uh, the next show will be at the end of May, and we'll have one in June as well. And then, unfortunately, the hot summer of Japan will set in, and that will be my long break time. Yep, hibernation. Yeah, <laughs> hibernation. Yeah, <laughs> summer hibernation. <laughs> All right, well, until then, have a, well, just be safe and uh, think for yourself. <laughs>